show them to all. Today's office problems have Kofi Adalad. We are starting Kofi at Gimel Amabez, the second to last line, the fifth word on the line. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars, Miriam, Zara, Basav, Yaakov, Maisha, Her Neshama, Shadav, and Aliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Mars, Freyde, Chayo, Belo, Basav, Yitzchak, Tzvi, Her Neshama, Shadav, and Aliyah. Now, in the beginning of the previous daf, we briefly mentioned the concept of a cut on eating Nevela, and how Bezdin is not chayv to separate him. In this Gemara, we're going to try to prove this point. Important to note is that Bezdin is not specific. It just means any Yid is or isn't chayv to prevent a cut from doing an Avera, and cut as well isn't specific because we're going to see a number of examples. Referring to a cherish instead of a katan. So Gemara tells us, Rishak Rabbisna Ichsule Miftache Be Midrashe Rishus Ram Shabbata. Rishak Rabbisna lost the keys to base Medrash in the Rishus Rabbim on Shabbos. Also, come to Rapidas. He came to Rapidas. He asked him, What should I do? Amalei Rapidas told him, Zil, go, Kofi Dalam Alpha on top, Debar Tali Vitalia, go lead young boys and girls into the Rishus Rabbim, Vilitailu Hasam, let them play over there. The Mishkhilu, if they find your keys, Maisilhu, then they're going to bring it to you. Amalekasavu, we see from here that Rapidas holds that Katan Ochlan Velas ain't Bezim and Sovan Lafrishai. That if a Katan is eating the Vela, Bezim does not have to stop him from doing that, since Rabbi Das suggested that if these children find the keys and they bring them to you in the Rosh Hashanah, that's not going to be a problem. Obviously, if a child's doing an Isser, we do not have to stop him. I think Mar suggests, let's say the following Brisa has arrived for Rabbi Das, a person's not allowed to tell a child, bring me the key, bring me a Chosam, which is like a seal, and the child is going to be carrying it by way of Rosh Hashanah. He is allowed to let him pick something which is growing in the ground. He's allowed to let this child throw something in the Rosh Hashanah, or from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah. So we see that even though he's not allowed to instruct his child to do an Isser, he is allowed to allow him to do an Isser, and he doesn't have to tell him to stop, so we have a Raya for Abidas. So Rabbi Abai says that's not a Raya. That price is talking about a child plucking something that's growing in a non-perforated flower pot, or throwing something in a Carmelist, which is only an Isser Drabonon. Something that grows in a non-perforated flower pot, meaning a flower pot that doesn't have a hole in it, is not considered like it's growing from the ground, therefore there's no Isser Da'iraisa to detach something from that on Shabbos. Isser Drabonon, yes, but Isser Daraisa, no, and that's why there's no reason to tell a child to stop doing that on Shabbos. It's only an Isser Drabanon. Same thing with throwing something in a Carmelis. A Carmelis is not a Rosh or a Rosh For an adult, there's only an Isser to carry there Midrabanon. And for a child, we don't have to stop him from doing that on Shabbos, but wouldn't have a Raya from this Braisa for Epidas. So Gmar tells us, Tashma, we have an attempted Raya. On Shabbos, there's a fire. A non Jew comes to extinguish it. Ain't Imram like Kabe. We're not allowed to tell him, extinguish the fire, please. But we also don't have to tell him, don't extinguish it. That's because we're not Mukhayev in the Shvisa of a guy. We do not have to make sure that a guy doesn't do malacha on Shabbos. We're not allowed to tell him to do malacha, but if he decides to do malacha on his own, we do not have to stop him. Whereas katana balachabais, if a child comes to extinguish this fire, we do have to tell him, don't extinguish it, because we have to make sure that a child is shaves. We have to make sure that a child does not do malacha on Shabbos. So here we have a raya that we do have to stop a katan from doing an avera. So Amr Rechan says that's not a raya, but it's das aviv. That's specifically referring to a situation where the child knows that his father wants him to extinguish it, so it's like his father is telling him to extinguish it. And that's why we have to tell the child not to extinguish it. The Gemara asks, Does that mean that in the parallel case of the non-Jew coming to extinguish the fire, he's doing so knowing that the Yid wants him to do so? Is it really permitted for him to do that? So the Gemara says, No. The non-Jew, when he's extinguishing the fire, he's doing it for himself. He's not doing it for the Jew. Even if the Jew isn't there, he would extinguish the fire because he knows that he's going to get paid for it. He's going to be rewarded for his efforts. So therefore, he's really doing it for himself, not for the Jew. So we have no Raya from here. The Gemara continues to about another attempted Raya. Ben the son of a chaver. A chaver is a tamr chacham. He's someone who keeps all the misses properly. Most specifically, he makes sure to take off proper chumas and maestros from his fruits and vegetables. So the son of this chaver often goes to his grandfather, his mother's father, who's an amaaret. Now this amaaret is not careful chumas and maestros. Wouldn't have to be chayshish that his grandfather is going to give him something which isn't fixed up that doesn't have maestro taken off of it. Let's say He finds his son is holding some fruit in his hand. He doesn't have to take that fruit out of his hands. We 
see from here the Bezin is not mechayif to stop a kid from doing something that's usher. So Rabbi Yechon, Rabbi Yechon says that's not a raya. But demai hekilu, they were making when it comes to demai. Demai is something which is a suffix whether meiser was taken off of it. It's a suffix. So there's no reason to stop him from eating it. The Gemara asks, al time the demai. That seems to be the reason why we don't have to stop him from eating this piece of fruit, because it's demai. It's only a suffix whether it had meiser taken off of it. Havadai, but if it for sure did not have meiser taken off of it, suri, that would imply that we would have to stop him from eating it. And we would have to take meiser off of it. But Rabbi Yechon, Rabbi Yechon had just said previously. That only if he's going to be extinguishing the fire because he knows his father wants to, then we have to stop him. That implies that if he's doing something usher on his own, we don't have to stop him. So the Gemara says, "You're right." El Rabbi Yechonon Svukim Sapkalei Rabbi Yechonon is Masupik. Whether or not we have to stop him, and therefore Kaihacha Madchi. When we're dealing with a case over here, referring specifically to the fire, so Rabbi Yechonon was Madchi that he says, "No, that's talking about a case where he was doing it because he knows his father wants him to, and that's why we have to stop him." Kaihacha. And then when we're dealing with this case specifically, when the kid's eating the fruit from his grandfather, Madchi. Rabbi Yechon was also mad that case by saying, oh, it's only Demai and it's not Vadai. So we don't have a clarity in what Rabbi Yechon holds. So we don't have a Raya. Tashma, we have another tempted Raya. Ben Chaver Kayin. We have the son of a Chaver who's a Kayin. He goes to his grandfather, his mother's father, who's an Ama Aret. So in Chayshin Shem Yachelenu Truma Tmeya, we don't have to be Chayshin that his grandfather is giving him Tame Truma to eat. If he finds that his son is holding fruit from his grandfather, he doesn't have to take that fruit away. So we see from here that we do not have to stop a child from doing an Isser. The Gemara says, no, but Truma we're talking about Shumad Rabbanon, so no Raya. Tashma, we have another attempted Raya. A baby can nurse and will allow him to continue nursing from a non-Jew or from a non-kosher animal. And we don't have to be concerned that he's nursing from something that's abominable, a non-Jew or non-kosher animal. However, we're not allowed to hand-feed him He's allowed to nurse from all these things, even on Shabbos. And we're dealing with a Gadol. Gadol over here does not mean someone over bar mitzvah, we're talking about a slightly older child, someone that's slightly older than a baby, than an infant, usser, all these things would be usser. Now, Rabbi Shal says, We have this meaning that we allow him to nurse from a kosher animal on yontif. So, at any rate, we learned, they wouldn't have to be concerned by the fact that he's nursing from something that's abominable. So, we see from here that we do not have to stop him from doing something usser. The Gemara says, not Over there, there's a danger. If this baby doesn't nurse, then he might die. So, the Gemara asks, that's really so, this older child child that was spoken about in this Bryce as well. We should allow him to nurse from this non-Jew or from this non-kosher animal because we're talking about a case where he's in danger. The Gemara says, no, Gadol Bayomdana. An older child needs to be evaluated to see whether he really can't last until the end of Shabbos without nursing and only then we'll allow him to nurse. So the Gemara asks, Katanami Bayomdana. A Katan also should have to be evaluated before we allow him to nurse from this thing. So I'm Rav Huna of Yeshua. He answers, Stam A standard baby is considered in danger if he doesn't have milk, so therefore a baby does not have to be evaluated only a slightly older child would have to be evaluated before we allow him to drink such milk. So we wouldn't have a raya for this, but we just continue explaining Abishal's shita. Abishal Eimer, he had said, We have this minig that will allow him to nurse from a kosher animal on Yontif. The Gemara says, hey, What exactly is the setup? If there's a danger to the child, so then even on Shabbos he'd be allowed to nurse. And if there's no danger to the child, even on Yontif he would be usher. The Gemara says, Where he's in pain, he's in distress, he's in trouble, he really needs it, but he's not in danger. The Kasavar and Abishol hold Mefarik Kilaachar Yadhu. That this isn't considered Mefarik Kilaachar Yad. Now, Mefarik, which is literally translated as extracting, is a tolda, a subcategory of the main malacha of dash, which is threshing. For example, juicing fruits on Shabbos is usr because of Mefarik. So, nursing directly from an animal is called Mefarik Kilaachar Yad. It's an abnormal way of Mefarik because a normal way is to milk an animal by hand, not nursing directly from it. So, Abishol holds that this is Mefarik Kilaachar Yad. Shabbos is Reskila on Shabbos. Mefarik 
because an Esser Skila, Gazer Abanan, that's why they were Gazer, that Mafar Kil Achar Yad would be Usser. Yontif, the Esser Lav. Yontif, that Mafar is only an Esser Lav, like Gazer Abanan, they weren't Gazer on Yontif. But now going back to our original topic of are we Chayav to stop a content from doing something Usser? Tashma, we have an attempted Raya, the Pasuk tells us, Loi Soichlum Kishakatim. Don't eat them. This is talking about a Sheretz. Don't eat a Sheretz because they're Shekets. They're abominable. Now, this is an extra Pasuk because we have many Psukim telling us not to eat Shkatim. So, what's this Pasuk teaching us? Loi Achilum, do not allow others to eat them. What does that teach us? This is to warn Gedalim to make sure that Ketanim don't eat them. My love, does that mean that an older person has to tell a younger person, meaning a Gadol has to tell a Katan not to eat Shkatim if he sees him eating Shkatim? We see that he has to stop him from eating it. Umar says, Loi, that's not what the Pasuk is teaching us. It just means he has to make sure not to hand feed it to him. But if he's eating Shkatim or Musim, he doesn't have to stop him. Tashma, another tempted ride, the Pasuk tells us, Anyone from among you is not allowed to eat Dam, is not allowed to eat blood. Now, this is obviously an extra Pasuk because we have many Pesukim that tell us that we're not allowed to eat Dam. So what's it teaching us? This is that the G'daylam should be warned about preventing Tanim from doing this. Does this mean that older people have to go over to younger people to Tanim and tell them don't eat Dam? The Gemara says, Light. That's not so. It just means that they're not allowed to feed them blood, but if they're drinking blood on their own, they don't necessarily have to stop Tanim. Tashma, another attempted ride. The Pasuk regarding Kohanim becoming Tamei Mace says, You should tell them and they should tell others. This teaches us that the older Kohanim have to warn the younger Kahanim not to become Tame. My love, the Armelahu, Light Hitmu, does that mean that the older Kahanim have to make sure the younger Kahanim don't become Tame? Gemara says, That's not what the Pasuk is telling us. It just means that older Kahanim are not allowed to actively be Matame younger Kahanim, but if they're going to become Tame on their own, so then they don't necessarily have to stop them. And the Gemara tells us, We have to have all three Psukim over here. One talking about Shkatsim, one talking about blood, one talking about Kahanim. Yashmin and Shkatsim, if we only had the Pasuk about Shkatsim, Kofidadam and top, we would say that it only passes Shkatsim Yishum Disur and Bamashu. That's because the Isra of eating Shkatsim is even with a mashu, a tiny little bit. Avodam da'ad ikrevias. But in regards to blood, one is only chai for drinking blood if they drink a whole revias. Emulai, I would say there is no isr regarding gedalim tekatanim. Therefore, I have to have a pasuk regarding blood. V'yashmin adam, if I only had a pasuk by blood, mishum dekakaris. That's because there's an isr karis to drink blood. Aval shratzim emulai. But regarding shratzim, I might say that I wouldn't have to warn ketanim because there isn't such a chiyav. There's just an isr lav. And v'yashmin hanitati. If I only had these two of shratzim and blood, I would say mishum disur and shavbachol. That's because everyone in Klai Yisrael has an isr to eat shratzim or drink blood. Aval tomah. But when we're talking about Toma by Kaihanim, Emolai, I might say there is no Isra of Gedalim to Kitanim because it only applies to Kaihanim. So therefore, I have to have a Pasuk by Kaihanim also. And Yashmin and Toma, if I only had the Pasuk by Toma of Kaihanim, I might say, Kaihanim Shainim, Yishum Dereb Behen Mitzvah Yuseras. Kaihanim are different. They have to warn their younger ones about Toma is because there's many Mitzvahs by Kaihanim that don't apply to everyone else. Avolhani Emolai, but in regards to these other ones, Shratzim and Dam, I might say there is no Chiyav of Gedalim to Kitanim. Sricha, that's why I need all three Psukim. But now, once again, going back to our question about stopping a cotton from doing something that's Usr. Tashma, I have another attempted Raya from our Mishnah. Shnei Achen, we have two brothers. Echad Bikech, Vechad Cherish, one of them is a Bikech, one of them is a Cherish. Nisun Shtei Achayus, married to two sisters, Pikchais. These sisters are Pikchais, they're normal women. Mes Cherish Baal Bikachas, if the Cherish who's married to the Bikachas dies, Mayas Bikech Baal Bikachas, what does the Bikech who's married to the Bikachas do? Tates Mishum Achayus Isha, the Cherish that falls to him, she just goes free because of Achayus Isha. But let's say Mes Bikech Baal Bikachas, the Bikech who's married to the Bikachas dies, Mayas Cherish Baal Bikachas, what does the Cherish who's married to the Bikachas do? Moitzi Asish the Beget, he has to divorce his Bikachas wife with a Get, Vaishas Achav Asrul Ilam, and his brother's wife is Asrat him forever. The Gemara asks, "I might say such a beget. Why does this Cherish have to divorce his wife with a get? Tesev Gabe, let her remain with him. Katan Eichel Nevelus, who he's just a katan who's being Eichel Nevelus. He's a Cherish. He's considered like a katan, even though technically he has a zika de Iraisa to his sister-in-law because his sister-in-law is following him mid de Iraisa midin Yibum. He's still just considered a katan who's Eichel Nevelus. And must be in the case of katan Eichel Nevelus, we have to actively stop them from doing an Esser. The Gemara says, "No, that's not a Raya. Mishum Yisur Dida. The reason why he has to divorce his Bikachas wife is because of her Esser. She has an Esser of remaining with him because she's only." 
only married to her cherished husband, Midra Bonon, whereas her sister has a Zika Dairaisa. So the reason why we force him to divorce her is not because of him, he's a cherish. We force him to divorce her because of her Isser. So Tashma, we know the Temptor Raya, Shnach and Pichin, we have two brothers that are Pichin. Nisun Shteachayas, Achas Pikachas, Vachas Chereshes. One is a Pikachas, one is a Chereshes. Mes Pikach Bal Chereshes, the Pikach who's married to the Chereshes dies. Mayas Pikach Bal Pikachas. Where does the Pikach who's married to the Pikachas do? Tates Mishum Achas Isha. She goes free because of Achas Isha. Now Mes Pikach Bal Pikachas. The Pikach who's married to the Pikachas dies. Mayas Pikach Bal Chereshes. What does the Pikach who's married to the Chereshes do? Mayas Pikach Bal Chereshes. He has to divorce his Chereshes wife with a get. Veshes Achas Bchalitza. He has to do Chalitza to his brother's wife to the Pikachas. The Gemara once again asks, Why does he have to divorce his Chereshes wife with a get? Let her remain with him. This is a classic case of Katon Echonavelis. She's considered a Katon Echonavelis. She's a Chereshes. From the fact that we see that he has to divorce her, it must be that we have to actively stop a Katon from eating Nevela. So Gemara says, No, that's not a Raya. This time, the reason why we force him to divorce her is because of his Isser. He's a Pikeach. He's not to remain married to his Chereshes wife, which is only made Rabbanon when he has a Zika de Iraisa to his sister in law. So once again, the reason why he has to divorce her is not because it's Katon Echonavelis. It's because he's a regular person and he has an Isser of being married to his wife. So Amravi he tells us, Tashma, our last attempt at Raya. Shnei Achin, we have two brothers. Echa Cheresh, Vecher Pikeach. One's a Cheresh, one's a Pikeach. Nisun Lashtei Achayas, married to two sisters. Achas Pikachas, Vachas Cheresheshes. One's a Pikachas, one's a Cheresheshes. Mes Cheresh, Bal Cheresheshes. The Cheresh, who's married to the Cheresheshes, dies. Mayas Pikeach, Bal Pikachas. Was the Pikeach who's married to the Pikachas do? Tetzim Yishom Achayas Ishtai. The Cheresheshes goes free because of Achayas Ishtai. Mes Pikeach, Bal Pikachas. If the Pikeach who's married to the Pikachas dies, Mayas Cheresh, Bal Cheresheshes. Was the Cheresh who's married to the Cheresheshes do? Moises Ishtai beget. He has to divorce his wife, the Cheresheshes, with a get. Veishas Achav Asur Laolam, and his brother's wife, the Pikachas, is ushered him forever. Now here's the tempted Raya of Haach over here. There's no Isser on him or on her. The remaining marriage standing over here is a Cheresh Mer to Cheresheshes. So neither of them have an Isser of remaining with each other. From both sides of this marriage is only considered Midrabanon. So why do we force him to divorce her? It must be that by Katan Echon Velas, we do have to stop them. The Katani, nonetheless, we say, might say the beget that he has to divorce his Cheresh's wife with a get. It must be in the case of Katan Echon Velas, we do have to stop them. So Amar Shmai, he says, it's not a Raya. It's a If we allow this Cheresh Cheresheshes to remain married, then we might allow this Pikachas who's Yavama to marry whomever she wants and we know that the Mishnah says that this Yavama is a Suru La'ilam. The reason for this is is because if we allow this Cheresh and Cheresheshes to remain married and nothing has to happen with this Pikachas then people are going to say oh the reason why nothing happened with this Pikachas is because she's just considered a regular case of Erva and therefore she's Motel Shuk, she's allowed to marry whomever she wants but really she's not allowed to marry whomever she wants and that's why this Cheresh has divorced his Cheresh's wife not because Katan O'Echon we have to stop him from doing that but because of this other Gzera. So we conclude this Gemara with not having a Raya for Katan O'Echon whether or not we have to stop him from doing it. Hajan al Cheresh, Mazdor for finishing the 14th pack of Masechah Zivamas, we should be Zechah to finish the entire Masechah together, and of course, all of Shas together. And the Gemara continues, A wife and her husband, they went overseas. They had peaceful relations with each other, they had a great marriage. And there was peace in the world, there wasn't any fighting in the area where they were in. Then she comes and she says, My husband died. She's allowed to get married to somebody else. If she says, My husband died, then we'll be if there's a brother. But let's say that there was peaceful relations between the husband and wife, but there was fighting in the area where they came from. Or there was fighting in between the husband and wife, and there was peace in the world. Meaning in the area of Medina Sayyam where they came from, there was peace, there was no fighting. And then Ubasava Amr, she comes and she says, May's Bali, my husband died. Ain't in a menace, she's not believed to say that. And we're exploring the Gemara why she's not believed. Now Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, She's never believed to say that her husband died. Unless she comes, she's crying and her clothing is torn. Only then are we going to believe her that her husband died. Now Amr Loy, they told him, In either which case, she's allowed to get married. So nothing more clear 
clarifies the Mishnah. The only reason why the first case of the Mishnah was set up, that there was peace in between him and her, is because the next case of the Mishnah, we had to say that there was fighting between him and her, meaning they did not have a good relationship. And the reason why the first case of the Mishnah said that there was peace in the world, is because the next case we had to mention that there was fighting in the part of the world where they were coming from. Now, Amar Rav, Rav explains, my time of the Muhammad, why is it when there's fighting in the part of the world where they're coming from, we do not believe it or say that her husband died? That's Mishum to Amar Dummy. It's because when she's saying that her husband died, she just thinks that he died. She didn't actually see him dead, but she assumes that based on the circumstances that she was coming from, her husband is almost for sure dead. So how could that? She thinks to herself, among all the people that were killed in the area that I just came from, who Hullet, did he really escape that? And the Gemara continues explaining why she's not believed, because Imtim Sulaimer, even if you want to say, since they have a peaceful relationship with each other, she's going to wait around to see that he for sure died. We still can't rely on that because it's very possible there was heavy fighting. They shot him with an arrow or stabbed him with a spear. And she figured he for sure died. And therefore she ran away, but she didn't actually see that he died. But it's very possible that he bandaged himself up and he lived. So that's why we can't believe her when she comes during a time of war and says that her husband died. Again, our main chashash is that she's going to testify about her husband's death without actually seeing him dead. Rashi clarifies that perhaps he hadn't showed up for a month or two and she figures he must have died or she saw his troop of soldiers get attacked and many were killed and she assumed he also got killed. But since she didn't actually see him dead, we can't trust her. So now Sofa Rava Lameh, Rava wanted to say that Rava and Anakim Muhammad, if she comes from a place where there was a famine, that's not considered like war. Deloy Amra bit the dummy. She's not going to say that her husband died if it's just Dimyon, dummy, she thinks that her husband died. If she comes and said that her husband died, she know for sure that he died. Then Hadam Rava, Rava went back and he was Chaiser and he said that no, Rava and Hariel Kamachama, famine is just like war, meaning she's going to come from a place that had famine and she's going to say that my husband died even though she didn't really see him dead. How do we know that? There was a woman that came to Rava. Amrla, she told him, Bali Barav, my husband died because of famine. So Amrla, Rava told her, and he was baiting her by saying this. What you did was good to save yourself. Because because you really think with that little bit of sifted flour, the Shavkesle that you left over for him, Havachai, he would be able to live with that. In essence, he was baiting her to see if she left him before she knew for sure that he died. And the way they did that was by, so to speak, complimenting her for leaving her husband early before he died, because how could it be that he lived with just a little bit of flour that she left over for him? And she took his bait, and Amrle, and she told him, See, you also know that he wouldn't be able to live in such a situation. So she was clearly agreeing to Rava that when she left her husband, he was still alive, and he just had a little bit of food with him, and she figured that there was no possibility of him living, and that's why she left. So Rava just proved that famine is like war, and then when a person comes from a place that had a famine, and they say that their husband died, we can't trust them that their husband for sure died. It's very possible they left before they actually saw their husband dead. And then Hadam Rava, Rava was Chaiser once again, and he said, Rava and Graham and Mohama. If a woman came from a place of famine, there's even less possibility of believing her. Deal Mohammed, because if she comes from a place of war, Ki Amr Mace Bali Mohama, if she says my husband died in the war, Hudla Mahemna, that's when we're not going to believe her, because it's very possible that he got wounded, but he didn't actually die. Hamesamitase, but if she said that he died on his bed, Mahemna, she is believed. Even though she's coming from a war-torn area, since she says that he died in his bed, we'll believe her. But if Ilugabe Ravan, when we're talking about her coming from a place of famine, Ad Amr Mace Ukavartiv, She's only believed if she says he died and I buried him. But if she says anything other than that, we're not going to believe her. And we continue talking about other scenarios. We treat a building collapsing on her husband as if she's coming from a place of war. Because 
because when she says that he died, it's very possible that it's just dummy, it's a demian, but she doesn't know for sure that he died. It could be a situation where a building collapsed on him or a lot of buildings in the area were collapsing because of strong winds, but she doesn't know for sure that he died, so therefore we can't trust her. If the place was overrun by snakes and scorpions, that's just like a case of Mahama, because she's going to say that her husband died, even though she has dummy, she doesn't know for sure, because she assumes he was bitten by a snake or a scorpion, but she doesn't know for sure. Another situation, Dever, if she comes from a place that was full of plague, it was stricken by a plague. Amri law, some say, it's just like she's coming from a war-torn area and she's not believed. But Amri and some say, it's not like she's coming from a place of war. Amri the ones that say that it's like coming from a war-torn place, the Amri Bidadami, because she's going to say that my husband died, even though she doesn't know for sure. But Amri law, and some say it's not like a place of Mahama, the Samchi Ada Amri Inchi, because she relies on the saying that people say, Shev Shnin Hava Maisna, that there could be famine for seven years straight, the Inish Beloy Shani Loy Azil, and a person who it's not his year yet, meaning it's not his time to die, he's not going to die. So therefore, if she comes from a place of plague and she says her husband died, we can trust her that her husband died because we do have this famous saying that a person's not going to die even if there's a plague for seven years if it's not their time to die. So if she says that he died, we can trust her. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow, continue to talk about this. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.